You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. So in 2009, my wife and I got married. We were in love. We went on a cruise, had a great time on our cruise. Then we got on an airplane and flew back to the most beautiful area on God's green earth, Midland, Texas. Those of you that have been there know what I'm talking about. And we were, we were doing good. We, we both had full-time jobs. I was working at a worship pastor as a church, at a church. Crystal was an, a mother, mother baby nurse. She got to play with babies all day and get paid for it. Uh, tough job. And uh, we were, you know, we were, we were living the good life. You know, I grew up and, you know, I'd always ask my dad, when can I, when can I have the remote control and watch TV? And you know what he'd always say to me? Grow up, get a job, get your own TV, and then you can watch whatever you want, right? Did your dad ever say that to you? Can I get an amen from the dads of the room? Well, I'm here to report to you. I grew up, I got my own TV, I got my own job, and anytime dad's over, he grabs the remote control and watches whatever he wants. I uh, always know when dad's over because uh, the TV's left on Fox News. Uh, and and I, some of you can uh, sympathize with me on that. But I remember specifically one day my wife and I, we were driving. And I remember we were driving because I wasn't looking at her and she caught me off guard. I think my wife waits till I'm driving because she knows I can't go anywhere when we're talking, right? <laughs> is, that your, is that your tactic? She won't confirm or deny. Anyway. <laughs> So she said to me something out of the blue. I was talking about some of the problems that we were facing at the church we were at at the time, and I was worried about some turmoil that was going on. And I was like, what, what do you think we need to do, babe? And she goes, you know what? I think God's calling us to move back and help JJ plant Hope Church. And I said, what, what are you talking about? I said, JJ, it's a brand new church start. I'm sure they barely have enough money to pay JJ. There's no way I can go back and make money doing that. And you have a job here. Uh, and she's like, well, there's dozens of hospitals in Fort Worth. I can find a job. So that's how that conversation ended. And it, it lingered for another month or two. Then finally, we felt the Lord saying to us very clearly, I want both of you to quit your jobs. And I want you to move to Cleburne. Actually, we're moving to Burleson because that's the only place we had a place. And I want you to help plant this church. And so, so we did. We made plans. We told the church. We loaded up. And the day we loaded up on the U-Haul to drive here, we found out that the church had actually had a split. And we would be, it would be difficult for us. And we would have had to make some very difficult choices. But God protected us. So we got in the U-Haul and we began to drive and it kind of hit me on the U-Haul. Now, I was driving, have y'all seen the biggest U-Haul there is? Those are a pain to drive. But as I was driving, couldn't barely get above 60 miles an hour, it hit me. What the heck are we going to do for money? So if you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Deuteronomy. We're going to be in chapter 28. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry. Go to the Hope Church Cleburne app. You can get from your app store, Google Play, whatever. Just type in Hope Church Cleburne, and it is there. You can follow along with me. Uh, I'm going to be all, all over the place this morning, but uh, my trusty sidekick, Tina, will have it on the screen for you. 
uh, and she'll follow right along with me. So today I want to talk about where does your money come from? Where does your money come from? And here's, here's the difficult thing. Money gives us an illusion of security. We think that if we go after money, if we have a lot of money, it's going to bring us happiness and security. But I'm here to report to you, it will bring you neither. You can have all the money in the world and have nothing. And so today, what I really want to focus on with you guys is where exactly does our money come from? Now, I know what you're you're sitting there thinking. I know where my money comes from. I get up. I put my clothes on, I go to work, I have a job, and they pay me. But I'm here to tell you today, maybe, maybe, if we have a slightly different perspective on where our money comes from, things might go a little easier for us. So, number one, where does our money come from? The first way is through obedience. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 12. It says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands that I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth. If you go home, keep reading. He's going to tell you about all the ways that you can follow his command. But skip down to verse 12. If you follow the Lord's command, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the works of your hands. You will, you will lend money to many nations, but will borrow from none. What God is saying to you is if we will be obedient, you will have so much that you, that you will lend to many nations. How would you like to be so blessed that you give to so many and you don't have to borrow from anybody? But what God is saying to you is that comes through obedience. Now back to my story. We moved here. We we actually moved into a single wide trailer in Burleson uh, and we began to work. Uh, My wife had no job. She had been a nurse for about nine months And so she began a job search. We knew that I had a job. It didn't pay anything, but I had a job, okay? So she went went hunting for a nursing job. And I remember the days that we would go to many hospitals and she'd come back to my car all teary because every hospital told her, you may have your nursing degree, but we want someone with two years experience. We're like, well, how the heck is she gonna get two years experience if no one will ever hire her? So she had a God moment. Anybody ever have those God moments? She was up. She went to the unit in where her mom had been, uh, had been treated for leukemia. She actually met a nurse who happened to be working that day that was there when her mom uh, was there. And the nurse introduced her to a manager, and the manager said, you know what? They have a program. It's a residency program. And I think the signups are already closed, but I'll see if I can pull some strings and get you in it. Well, I'm sure you know what's going to happen. The strings were pulled. Crystal was able to get in it, and she had a job. And guys, I'm here to report to you. We saved some money when we were in Midland. We got a great uh, tax write-off. W. Bush at the time had given some great incentives to people that had graduated college. So we had a nice little nest egg, but we had depleted it because we had nothing. And I'm here to tell you, when the money from our savings ran out, was the first day that Crystal got her paycheck. Now, oftentimes, I wonder what God would have done without us. 
And often he tells me, you know what? You were obedient and we appreciate it. But you know what? I would have done this without you. Someone else would have been obedient. So here's the cool thing. Because Crystal and I were obedient, we got the opportunity to be a part of every one of your lives. God was testing us to see if we would truly lay down everything and be obedient to him. And so guys, what I want you to hear today is God's blessing is attracted to those that follow his commands. God's blessing is, is and, and I'm here to tell you, God's blessing is attracted to those that follow his commands in almost an extreme way. Guys, I could give you story after story after story. And there's people in our own church Uh, A few texted me between services telling me about the story of how they quit everything and moved and God blessed them. But guys, when God tells you to do something, you better do it. You better be obedient or he's not going to bless you. Because you can have money, you can have things, but if you're not in God's will, it's not worth anything. So the second place that our money comes from, it's not a place that we want to hear about it, but the second place is through humility. Proverbs 22, if you want some wisdom, go to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 22, two through four says, rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Humility is fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. Guys, do you ever have that one friend that thinks they know everything? That regardless of whatever you bring up, the friend just gets rushed. Well, actually, this is what goes on here. Now, if you don't have one of those friends, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to report that you might be that friend, okay? But the good news is salvation can come to this house today and humility can come. And so guys, what I'm saying is is we have to be humble and realize that all, everything that we have comes from the Lord. And we have to understand that we have to work for it. Now, a line that I read in a Mark Batterson book long ago set me straight. It says, we have to work like it depends on us and pray like it depends on God. I'm not saying today, quit your job and just sit back and go, God, I'm ready for you to bless me. Now, if you listen to TV preachers, that's what I'm going to tell you. Okay, but I'm here to report to you, that's a bunch of hogwash, all right? We're here, in, does that work in Texas? Y'all know what hogwash means? All right. Hogwash, wash, okay. So back to my story. You know, I... I had graduated with a college degree. In fact, I was in the middle of working on my master's degree and we needed more money. You know, my sugar mama was going to work every day. Uh, she was pulling in the, the nurse money. Now that was okay, but, but we still needed a little more. So you know what I did? I went to work at a postal store. Well, that was okay. Then, then next door to the postal store, the Lord blessed me with a pizza joint. So I would go there for lunch every day. I made... I made friends with the the pizza place, and they found out that they needed someone to deliver pizzas at night. Well, my postal store, it ended around five, and you know the best time to deliver pizzas is around five when you all order them. 
Uh, so not only was I working at a postal store, but at night I was delivering pizzas at a pizza store. And then, the, and then later that night, I would work on my homework for my master's degree. Now, here's the thing. Nobody sets out and goes, you know what? I want to go to school. I'm going to get my master's degree so I can work in a postal store and deliver pizzas. Right? No one said that. But here's the thing. That is what the Lord used to bring me to where I am now. My grandfather always told me, there's work out there for people that want to work. We may just not want to do the work. And, and I took that to heart. If I needed to deliver pizzas to put food on my table, literally because I got free pizzas and I could put them on the table, um, <laughs> we got a lot of pizza. <laughs> but that's what God used to get us through that time. But we were, but I was not too proud to deliver pizzas. So the line that I want you to, to get, and I want you to plaster this all over Facebook because Facebook needs to hear it. It says, stay humble and hungry and let God handle the rest. Stay humble, know where your money comes from, stay hungry, work hard, and let God handle the rest. Because guys, I'm here to tell you, he will take care of everything else. If we work hard and we're humble and do what he calls us to do, he tells us that we will be blessed. So let's continue on to number three. What's the third place that our money comes from? The third place is a correct perspective. Our money comes from a correct perspective. Matthew chapter six, verse 24 reads this way. No one can serve two masters. Now guys, stop right there. I, I, I hope you're getting a theme. I think one of the biggest things that we struggle with as Christians is we idolatrize money. We, we put money up to a certain point that it is the ruler of our life and not the king over all things. Guys, I'm here to tell you, we serve the king that owns it all. Let me say that one more time because only my mom, amen. We serve the king that owns it all. Amen. So let's keep reading. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. What God is saying to us through Matthew is he's saying, you can't serve money and me. You will despise one. And so what I'm saying to you guys today is, oftentimes our life is revolving around getting up and going to work. But what I'm saying to you is maybe it should revolve around the kingdom of God. Now this was not in my notes for the first service, but the Lord is directing me to this. If church is your last option, then your priorities are out of whack. Now, I know that's fun today. Welcome to family day. But what I'm saying to you is I found in our world that everything other than what God has called us to do gets priority. And if I have time to serve the church, if I have time to go to church, that's only when I will be there. If the cosmos aligns, then... I will go to church. But guys, I'm here to tell you, if we truly serve God, being in this place, serving the Lord is a part of who we are, not only when we have time for it. And so if we have a correct perspective on our money, that will dictate to us. Because I see as a pastor, 
I see so many families that come to me and go, Pastor, I need some help in my marriage. Listen, I know I haven't been to church in six weeks, but my marriage is falling apart. And then I go, well, why don't you try to come back to church? Well, I got to work on the weekends. Well, do you want to work on the weekends or do you want to have a marriage? You see what I'm getting at? Now, guys, I understand. Work gets in the way sometimes. But I'm telling you what, growing up, if I came home to report to my mama and my daddy that, Mom, I found a job. What are the hours? I work on Sundays. Well, you ain't working there. That's the way I grew up. You go to church on Sundays. Now, I worked many jobs that I went to church on Sundays, played in the band both services, and then put on my movie theater out, out, outfit as I was running out the door to go work at the movies. But you know what? I gave the Lord his time on Sunday. So guys, I'm here to tell you, you could either serve money or you could serve God. But our life reflects the choices that we make. Ethan got that. Did you hear it? Our life and what we give our time to reflects the choice of what we serve. Hashtag Pastor Todd is awesome on Facebook. All right. <laughs> I had to lighten it up. Everybody's like, golly, man. Don't want to get out of church. Woo! Sorry, the first servants didn't get this. Somebody needs Jesus today. Uh, so, so what I'm saying to you is God wants all of your life, not just the parts that we are comfortable with. God wants all of your life. He wants every part of you, not just the parts that you're comfortable with. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you all in your life today? I've got three questions that are going to make you cringe. It's great. I, already, I can see them right here. The second one's going to be awesome. All right. First, are you humble? Let's have a show of hands. I'm just kidding. I played that trick on the first service and they fell for it. Because I say, raise your hand if you're humble. If you didn't raise your hand, you're not humble, okay? <laughs> and the thing is, guys, humility is a difficult thing. Truly understanding that everything that we are comes from the Lord means that we have to, to understand that we have nothing without him. The American way is work hard and take what we want. But God's way is work hard and let him get all the credit. Now, that's not the way we were bred. That's not the way we were brought up. But guys, what I'm here to tell you today is God calls his people to be humble. The reason the Bible says, let the first be last, is because it doesn't matter who's first, as long as God is first. Number two, this is a question that's going to punch you in the face. Can Jesus have any of your money if he wants it? Can Jesus have any of your money if he asks for it? Let that sink in, burn a little bit, okay? It burned me when I was writing it on my notes too. I was like, Ugh. I tell you that God works on me all during this and then I have to go home and hear it all the rest of the week from my wife, you know? She says, somebody at work needs some money. And I'm like, oh, I ain't getting my money. She goes, I thought Jesus could have all your money. You know, I'll hear this later. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't use my old servant against me. This is a daily thing at our house. But what I'm saying to you guys, and I'm being real serious right now, if Jesus walked in and said, can I have all your money, would you be okay with it? Because if the answer is, Ooh, then 
You can't serve two masters. If Jesus asks for it all, he has a plan. God's not going to take all of your money and just leave you homeless on the side of the road. I'm here to report to you. He had an opportunity to do that with me, and he did not. So guys, what we have to understand with our money, and this is going to be a recurring theme, is that we have to live open-handed. We have to be willing for God to do whatever God wants to do and us be okay with it. If God wants you to quit your job so that you have more time for your family, he's going to provide a better job. Guys, I'm here to tell you, there is no money that is worth losing your family in the process. Number three, are you a slave to money? Are you a slave to money? I'd I'd argue with you that most of the time our world makes us this way. We have to get up. We got to make that paper, pay those bills, right? You hear in every rap song known to man. It's in a country song too. I was broken, my girlfriend left me, right? Something like, I don't listen to enough country to know one, all right? You got one for me? Oh. All I know is she thinks my tractor is sexy, but I don't think that applies. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my wife's face. It's great. <laughs> She's just going, I'm going to kill him when he gets home. So I'm asking you today, are you a slave to money? Are you so stressed out about money? Are you so stressed out about what's going on in your life that you can't function because that's all you can think about? Do you serve God or do you serve money? What does the Bible tell us about money? Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries for itself. Look at, the, look at the lilies of the field. I clothe them. Look at the birds of the air. They're not hungry. I can handle it. So guys, I'm here to tell you today, if you have stress in your life over finances, you have not completely given over your money. You are a slave to money. And guys, I'm here to tell you today, let's no longer be slaves to anything because we are children of God. So let's bow our heads. Amanda, could you hit the lights for me, please, ma'am? And I want you to begin to allow God to speak to you. Are you stressed about money? Are you worried about where the next paycheck's gonna come from? Are you worried about where the next meal's gonna come from? Guys, if this is you today, I want you to, every head's bowed right now. I want you to look up from where you are. Prayer team, stand up, go get in your place, please. I said please, because that was rather demanding. Those of you that, that have need of finances today, our prayer people's in place. I do need somebody on the back wall when you get a chance. Bow your head, please. Now, there's some of you today, and this is not going to be an easy head rise. There's some of you today that your money owes you. And you truly need to give it over to God. I want you to look up at me. 
Guys, there's prayer people down here at the front. They'd love to pray with you. We don't want your money to hold you down anymore. God can control it all. Bow your head. Now, there's one more category I'd like to address today. Maybe, maybe you, you're good with money. You don't stress about it. But maybe you have another issue that's going on in your life today. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you got a loved one that's hurting or sick. Maybe you just need God's supernatural hand in your life today. I want you to look up at me. There's prayer people down here in the front. They're back. Let us pray for you. Because listen, guys, even if you need prayer, that's not even related to what I'm preaching about. God wants to step in and move in your life today. Bow your heads. I've got one more group. You know, I said in prayer today, we, we talked about a verse that today is your day of salvation. Now we've, we've got the baptism tub out there. And I'm wondering if God is saying to someone today, today is your day to choose me. You know, if, and if there's not, that's okay. But maybe you're sitting right there where you are. I don't believe that God does anything by accident. We have the baptism tub ready to go today. And it's by no accident that it's there. So maybe God is saying to you today that today is your day of salvation. And you need to stop running away from God and finally give him everything. And the reason baptism is so significant of that is we are leaving our old self in the tub and moving in a fresh walk with God. So if that's you today, don't worry about your clothes. It's a little cold outside. I got a towel or two for you. We'll get you hooked up. We may even have a t-shirt hanging around somewhere that we can throw on you. You can go straight home and change clothes. But maybe today is your day of salvation. Now the rest of you, I want you to look up at me. Before we go into our time, we're going to pray. I want to encourage you with one thing. Now, I hope that as your pastor, you always see that I love you so much that I'm never going to tell you something without putting love into it. From the standpoint of, I put my money where my mouth is. So we're talking about money, and I want you to be set free from the struggle of finances. So starting in May, we have a class from a professional financial counselor. Now this lady, she is, she is a whiz. She's great at finances. If you were to go take this class anywhere else, it would cost you money, but she's gonna do it for us for free. For the first 30 people that, sh- that sign up for the class. Why 30 people you ask? Because I can only put 30 people in a room. And so you can get on your app and you can sign up for that. And guys, I want to give you the tools to succeed. Because I don't want to just preach at you. I want to give you the tools that you need to be set free Christ followers. So let's pray and you respond to God today. Jesus, we thank you today that you are an amazing God. Lord, we thank you that, that today we can serve you and you can handle it all. But most of the time, we just got to get out of the way. So, Lord, I pray this morning that you would help us to get out of the way. 
Lord, I pray this morning for the people that raise their heads at me. Lord, that need prayer today. Lord, I pray that you would help them to go and to find one of these prayer people and truly see what God has for them. Lord, help us not to rush out of this place. Help us not to rush to lunch, but help us to truly deal with you. We got out of bed today for you to speak to us. Lord, I pray for that one or two that's in this place today that you've prompted my heart that maybe today is their day of salvation. Lord, we have that baptism tub sitting there. And Lord, maybe is there, today is their day. They put it off long enough. And now they're ready to celebrate a, a new life transformation that you have for them. So Lord, we pray that you would move in this time and you would speak to our hearts. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.